It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Five episodes in, and it's working the way I knew it would. I'll just sit at home and wait for my phone to ring. It's a good, 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 good thing. Welcome to Boozy Bracketology, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chris, and I continue my digging at my panelists for letting Next to Normal get eliminated in the first round. I might just take this all the way to the final. I might just sing Next to Normal songs all the way to the final. There are more great songs out there. Don't take my opinion for it. Don't take my voice for it. Go listen to the soundtrack. It's amazing. But we're getting started here, the second half of the round of 32. And we are starting in the 1990 to 2005 region of the bracket. Our panelists, in order of appearance, we're going to start in Huntsville, Alabama. Nikki, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing pretty good. Just enjoying some uh, Broadway. Been listening to it all week. Just been having it in my... uh... In my phone, listening to it. Love, love me some Broadway. Um, I'm drinking my Topo Chico. Like I said, I found a case of it, so I'm working through that. And I also have just a bottle of Aquafina. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little double fisting here with sparkling and still. Dangerous. Double, double fisting in our 30s is way different than double fisting in our 20s. So. Mm-hmm. You know what? Nothing wrong with that. We all get older. We all get wiser. Speaking of older and wiser, no, we're not going to Steven yet. Actually, we're going to start with my lovely wife, Leah. Leah, babe, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing great. I am um, rivaling, um, rivaling, rivaling. I don't know what. I don't know how to say that word um, or use it in a sentence clearly. Um, <laughs> uh, Nikki and her water, because I am drinking um, a pint glass full of Zephyr Hills water so yeah this is happening Zephyr Hills water is my favorite brand of water next to Evian it's delicious I don't know why water tastes different but it was Zephyr Hills and Evian for some reason just tastes a little bit better than everything else I notice no difference when I drink any kind of water so okay. then stop drinking my expensive water you go back to drinking from the tap okay <laughs> we're heading out to Fort Worth Texas Stephen my friend how are you doing and what are you drinking well, first, I've got to say that I agree with you completely. Double fisting is completely different in your 20s and 30s. By your 30s, you're used to stretching the orifice out, so it's much easier to go in. Yeah. <laughs> that that might just that that's close enough to give us the explicit tag for this episode. Yeah, that, I feel like I've done my work today, so I'm going to sit back and sip my Mountain Dew in peace. <laughs> well, is it regular Mountain Dew, or do you have some special cockamamie flavor? No, I've gone back to OG Dew. Ooh. Well, DMD is good for you. The original OG. Mm-hmm. My turn. Uh, I have uh, moved on to the hard seltzer uh, portion of my beer fridge. Uh, this is a Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, and this is the Spicy Pineapple. Zero sugar, zero carbs, 80 calories. Um, not huge into hard seltzers, but this isn't bad. It's not terrible. Although now that I'm looking at it, why didn't I grab one of the bottles of bourbon over there? Mm. Does it taste like actually spicy pineapple? It does. Actually, it's, it's got a little mm. kick to it. It's kind of nice. Um, I'm just kicking myself now because I'm looking at that bottle of Stranahan's whiskey and I'm like, I could have had some Stranahan's tonight. Neither you could double fist it. Uh, I'm not double. Yeah, double fisting hard seltzer and bourbon. That's a great mix. <laughs> Do a redneck car bomb. Do a shot of Jim Beam in a hard seltzer can. We're moving on, and we're going to start with Nikki. Nikki, the 1990 to 2005 region of the bracket, we're starting with 
the one seed of Wicked, the eight seed of Avenue Q. The choice is yours. Yeah, we, we were actually talking about this. Um, this matchup has actually happened before at the at the Tony Awards. Um, you know, Wicked is like the Kentucky. I mean, it is a very well-known musical. They're always kind of a number one team. Um, and then Avenue Q, I, I wouldn't call them St. Peter's. I think it had a little bit more grit than that. But um, definitely an upset in the original Tonys. But I don't know which one to vote for because I really love them both. And for very different reasons. Um, Wicked is a lot more of a spectacle. Um, the music is really fantastic. Um, I love that it has some really strong female characters, the the friendship. And, I mean, I love a good parody. I mean, it's a parody of The Wizard of Oz. I, I, I enjoy it. Um, the books were great. Um, if you've ever read, I, I don't remember his, the author's name now off the top of my head, but he wrote a whole bunch of these of these books. And I thought Wicked was very well done. But Avenue Q is just, it's hilarious. Um, I love watching Avenue Q. Um, it does. It just, it, it, it I love it. Oh, uh, which one? I don't know. I mean, Wicked is probably the better musical, but my heart is telling me to vote for Avenue Q. So I'm going to do it again. I'm going to I'm going to pull the upset. I'm going to do it. Um, Avenue Q. Well, it, this place looks a lot cheaper. Avenue Q picks up its first vote. Next pick goes to Leah. What is this feeling so sudden and new? I felt the moment I laid eyes on this side of the bracket, because boy, oh boy, that word, it, that this feeling that I'm feeling is torture. It's complete and utter torture. How am I expected to make this choice between Wicked, which is a beautiful and wonderful, and really the more popular, get it, uh, choice, uh, versus Avenue Q, which is so creative and fun and really hits the diverse feelings that you have when you, you're in your 20s. Um, everyone watching Avenue Q could have at least one character that they could relate to. I'm really torn. Um, my gut says to go with Wicked. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose Wicked for this one and throw it over to Steven. Have fun. We have got a one-to-one tie. The one seed teetering on the ropes. Steven, which musical goes to the Elite Eight? Nope, the Sweet 16. Whoa, skipped the whole round there. Ah, uh, well. This is a tough one. Okay, um. What is. Okay, we're doing Best Broadway Musical. So, what. It's the platonic version of that, and which one better achieves that? Um. Certainly. Wicked's probably closer to what you think of when you think of a Broadway musical. Um, but in a lot of ways, it's also playing it safe. Uh, it gets away with playing it safe because Steven Schwartz is really, really good at what he does, and he writes really, really good songs for Wicked. Uh, Avenue Q, um, the songs aren't as interesting, but they are much easier to sing, and they're much more earwormy, except for popular. Um... God, this is a hard one. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, if this was back in, what was it, 2004, 2005, when these came out, I think I would have absolutely voted for Avenue Q because I had 
adored it more. I think it's more interesting and more innovative. <sighs> but has it held up? Like, like, there's a reason why I can see Wicked at least once a year. It'll roll through town near me, and you can't see Avenue Q anymore. Um... Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, the better musical is actually Wicked. I think it's just a little bit stronger of a story, a little bit better character development. I think Avenue Q was, it came out at the right time in my life. It came out in the right time in the world. But I think we're just too distant from it for me to love it as much as I used to. So Wicked gets my vote. And with that, Wicked is moving on to the Sweet 16. Really tough decisions here. But before we move on, story time with Chris, because I vividly remember this. Stephen, I'm not sure if you remember this, but we were in Tallahassee. After we, after we all graduated, we were in Tallahassee, and I think we were going to a football game. And it was you, me, Josh, and I think my sister. And driving down, was it Pensacola Street, Windows down, blaring, I wish I could go back to college, and all four of us singing at the top of our lungs. I do recall that, yes. That is a memory I will take with me as long as I live. That was so much fun. With that being said, Avenue Q, has uh, we have bid adieu to Wicked is in the Sweet 16. We are moving on. Your next pick, the five seed, Hairspray, the four seed of Rent, And we are starting with Leah. Will I lose my dignity if I vote against Rent here? You know what? It doesn't matter because there's no way in hell that I'm voting against Rent. Um, The characters are flawed. And I think Stephen pointed out last time that uh, none of them actually are good at their chosen career. But you know what? How many of us are really stellar at what we do as our career anyway? I think most people are just okay at their jobs. Um, I don't think any of the characters want to be super famous or super well-known. They just want the opportunity to do what they love, but make enough money that they can still pay their rent and not be so stressed out in life. Uh, that's the dream. They're bohemians. They want to be loved and be loved in return. Wait, I think that's from a different show that isn't on this list, but still. Uh, my <laughs> vote is going to be for Rent because it's the one who I think speaks to more people. Rent picks up its first vote. Next vote is going to Steven. This is another ball buster for me. Um, Rent, my absolute opinion of Rent is it's a great soundtrack stapled onto a terrible book. I, I, I don't find the characters compelling. I don't find the story that interesting. Um, but I saw Rent this year. I saw it on its 21st anniversary tour. It came through Dallas. I took my wife to it. She had no clue if she was blind going into it. And tears welled up for her at Angel's funeral. So it clearly still has the power to impact people in a great way. Um, That being said, she also cried when we went to see Wolverine in the theater. So I I just enjoy Hairspray way more. Maybe it's not trying to deal with as deep of things, but I I don't care. It it jumps, it slaps, it bops. It does all that. It's got a great soundtrack. it, it's a fun story. It moves at a very, very strong pace for a Broadway musical. I, I, I just think Hairspray is 
really, really good and somewhat underappreciated, even though it's you know fairly popular. Hairspray gets my vote. Hairspray has tied it up one to one. The deciding vote is up to Nikki. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I agree that Hairspray is really good. Um, it's really catchy. I love. I mean, I I sang Good Morning Good Morning Baltimore in my senior showcase. It was a lot of fun. Um, but I I'm a Rent fan. I've always been a Rent head. It's one of the first musicals that I really just you know identified with when I was younger. And I and I think the music really still does hold up. I like kind of the rock opera feel. It was one of the first to kind of really do that well. Um, and yeah, and I, you know I love Adam Pascal, so of course you know Rent. So yep, Rent gets my vote. And Rent is moving on to the Sweet Sixteen. And that makes a very interesting matchup in the round of 16. We're moving on, though. Steven, you're kicking us off. The Battle of the Upsets, the 11th seat of Assassins, the 14th seat of Aida. Lock in your vote. Good Lord, I feel like this is the most outvoted I've ever been on this thing. Um, <laughs> so let's see if we can finally correct the vote. There's a clear answer here, and that's Assassins. Assassins has the better music. It's way more interesting to watch. Aida is good, but it's not as compelling as Assassins. Assassins is saying something much bigger than Aida even attempts. Assassins gets my vote. Assassins has its first vote, and uh, next up we're going to Nikki. I mean, I'm in agreement with this with Steven. Assassins is probably better. But this is a nostalgia pick for me. I just love Aida. Um, it's my favorite. So my vote goes to Aida because it's my favorite. Oh, and the favorite is going to go ahead and get its first vote. We've got a one-to-one tie. Aida, one vote. Assassins, one vote. One vote remaining, and that belongs to my lovely wife, Leah. Take us home. Well, everybody's got the right to be happy here. Um, so I'm not going to fault Nikki for wanting to vote for Aida. But my vote is going to go for Assassins because I just think it's the cooler show. Short, simple, to the point. Assassins picks up its second vote. It's moving on to the Sweet 16. And that brings us to the round, or to the last quadrant in our bracket. 2006 to present. Before we get to that, a couple of housekeeping items. One, uh, listen, if you've got the financial means to do so and you enjoy what we do here at the Boozy Bracketology Podcast patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b your exclusive home of all of our bonus content not just for boozy but for our sister podcast the pub trivia experience bonus trivia bonus brackets boozy revisited all right there if you enjoy the show but you can't help financially i get it we've all been there five-star rating write us a review that'd be amazing of you um the money that we do get though does go to upgrading our equipment and things of that nature so we are trying to bring you better content, better sounding content on a regular basis, and that's all thanks to our Patreon members. So thank you all for your continued support. We are moving on. Leah, you are kicking us off. The one seed, no shock here, Hamilton. You skipped some. No, I did. You sure did. Oh, my gosh. I've been drinking. I mean, I can give you my vote for, for this next one. It might be a little bit easier, but. We're going to go back. I, I just, I, I completely messed that up. I apologize. But we're going back. 
We have one last pick in the 90s to 2005 bracket, the seventh seed of Mamma Mia, the two seed of the producers. I skipped this because I think I know where it's going, but we're going to let the panelists take it from here. Nikki, you're up. Yeah, I mean, I thought Mamma Mia was kind of had some shade to throw on it last time. I love Mamma Mia. I love ABBA. And I, I think it's fine to make a musical of it. I think it's it's great fun. Um, everybody you take to go see Mamma Mia is going to dance in the aisles and have a good time. Um, but no, it's not going to beat the producers. The producers is is better. Um, I think there's a reason it won like every award. It's just it's so good. It's so fun. Um, Mel Brooks is a genius, and it just works so well as a musical. Um, even though the film version of it was, I mean, it was not my, my not my favorite film, but I think it actually did great as a musical. So. The producers wins for me. Oh, Will Ferrell as a Nazi. We're talking about Nazis way too much in this show. But Will well, Ferrell... no, sorry, not not the remake film. The well, original. You... I'm thinking of the remake. <laughs> I love the remake. I do actually like the remake. Okay, it's not bad. But uh, I was talking about the original. I'm talking about the remake. Will Ferrell as a, as a <laughs> Nazi sympathizer, as bad as this sounds, is really freaking funny. And John Barrowman. John Barrowman, yeah, John Barrowman's in it. Uh, I think he got canceled though. Yeah. Along with all Nazis. Nazis have been canceled, everybody. Yeah, well, I knew that one. We're done with Nazis. All right. Next up here is going to Leah. All right. So which one of these will I pay to see on stage again? Probably the producers. But which movie version can I watch over and over again like the freaking dancing queen that I am? It's Mamma Mia. How can I resist you? Um, so I'm going to vote for Mamma Mia here because I don't think the producers is that great. All right, Stephen, I'm going to keep my opinions to myself. Take us home. Well, I'm very bummed out at this point. Uh, first, because now I don't think there's any choice, any chance of us ever doing my 64 best Nazis bracket. Apparently, we've canceled them all. <laughs> wow. Secondly, somehow, Mamma Mia continues to get votes despite it being worse than Nazis. It's terrible. Abba's music is great. Put on an Alba album. It, 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 you could turn Alba's music into a wonderful musical. I have no doubt out there that in some parallel dimension, there is a fantastic musical based on the fun, delightful, wonderful music of Abba. We do not exist in that universe. We exist in the universe of Nazis and Mamma Mia. I don't know who we pissed off, but that's why we fell down. The worst possible timeline, Nazis and Mamma Mia. My vote is for the producers. Okay, um, so Nazis much to unpack there. Mia. So much to unpack there. Uh, first off, Nazis are bad. I think we can all get on board with this, right? Everyone shake their head yes. Nazis are bad. Okay. We're, we're, okay. Springtime for Hitler we're talking about, not, you know, actual. In general, Nazis are bad. <laughs> Springtime for Hitler is a phenomenal song, though. All right, we're moving on. Now we're actually in the 2006 to present region of the bracket. Leo, we're starting with you. Hamilton versus Spring Awakening. The one versus the eight seed. Take us away. Well, don't make me bring out my guns and ships here because I'm passionately smashing every expectation and voting for Hamilton. Because if I want to stick it to the man, I watch Hamilton. If I want to get pumped up for something, I watch Hamilton. If I want to feel my big girl feelings, I can watch Burn or It's Quiet Uptown scenes in Hamilton. If I feel overlooked or underappreciated, I can watch Hamilton. It's literally got something for every single emotion. Uh, Spring Awakening has some catchy songs. 
Um, it has some interesting characters that we don't get to flesh out enough. Um, and no, I'm not just talking about Leah Michelle's boobs. If you watch the YouTube version with the OBC, um, but it's just pretty good. Hamilton is amazing. It's going to get my vote. Hey guys, I've got to do something real quick. I, I apologize. Um, I completely forgot that I got to go lock up my daughters and my horses. I'm going to let Steven talk next. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cast my vote for Hamilton. Spring Awakening's got the mama who bore me song and the rest of it's trash. Let's, let's be honest. It, the only reason it moved on is because it was up against some know-nothing piece of crap. You son of a bitch. What I believe. So, yeah. By the way, you keep singing songs at the beginning of all these that are like parodies of other ones. I don't know what you're parodying because it's obviously parodying unmemorable trash that just washes away from the mind as soon as you hear it. I'm going to go ahead and vote for Hamilton. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Nikki, just go. I mean, yeah, I mean, sorry, Chris. I mean, next to normal, I mean, it was only going to go up against Hamilton anyway. But um, yeah, so Hamilton definitely wins here. Spring Awakening. I, I saw it on Broadway. I actually saw the OG cast. It was it was good. Jo- Jonathan Groff and uh, Leah Michelle was it was it was good. It was just it's so depressing. It's so depressing. I can't deal with depressing the whole time. So Hamilton. This bracket was Groff on Groff. Is that what we're saying? Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Oh, God. You could save that for the end, man. Oh, Groff squared. All right. Hamilton is moving on to the Sweet 16 as if anyone had any doubt how that was going to go. Steven, good news. You're kicking us off with the next pick. The five seed, Come From Away. The four seed, Dear Evan Hansen. Hmm. So, Dear Evan Hansen has the higher high points. But as I discussed last time, it blows its wad at the end of the first act. Uh, Huh. Come from away is. Hmm. Yeah, I would I would go to see either one of these in theater, but like. I wouldn't have to buy the super expensive seats for either. Uh, Which one would I go see? They're on the same night. I got tickets to both. Which one do I go to? I think I go see Dear Evan Hansen. I think I, I think I like that one a little bit more. Um, I can't bring my wife because she'll cry at both of them. Uh, so Dear Evan Hansen gets my vote. Dear Evan Hansen has its first vote. Next pick goes to Nikki. Yeah, I mean, I think Dear Evan Hansen is maybe slightly overrated, but. I still do really like it. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to see Come From Away on stage. I've only been able to listen to the music and see some YouTube clips. So it's a little bit harder for me. Um, But I do think I'm going to go with Dear Evan Hansen. I do think that the... I I agree with Steven. I think that the second half of it is less stellar. But I think that the first half is really good and kind of makes up for it. So my vote's going for Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen has its second vote. Leah, you're up. Suddenly I'm in the podcast chair. And suddenly something has died. And that's because Come From Away is not moving on. Um, this was the four five scene matchup that I was here for. Because um, both of these shows um, I've seen, you know, in the last couple of years, um, they both have hit me at a deeper level and leave me feeling some big girl feelings and emotions at the end of it. 
Uh, but there was only one of these shows that I would want to see over and over again. There's only one of these shows that, like, I called my mom afterwards and I was like, you have to see this if it ever comes near you. And that's the amazing come from away. I feel like it's the better story. Um, come from away tackles some really hard issues surrounding 9-11, but it does it in a way where you can still enjoy the story. Uh, because life is about finding joy and hope and kindness, even in the face of tragedy. And that show makes you feel that at the end. Um, Dear Evan Hansen doesn't make me feel that. It just makes me feel sad and depressed. Um, so I'm going to vote for Come From Away here. Come From Away picks up a one vote. Unfortunately, not enough to move it to the next round as Dear Evan Hansen is bouncing its way into the round of 16. We've got two picks left this episode. We're going to go next with Nikki. Nikki, the sixth seed of Town, the three seed in the Heights, the choice is yours. Oh, Nikki got bit by the mute bug. Big ass mute bug right there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. For me, I think. Ugh. Um, so I got a little distracted by the basketball score. Um, Town versus in the Heights. Now, I haven't gotten to see Town on stage. I've only been able to watch like the YouTube um, but I really, really like what I saw. So I am just not in the Heights fan. I've seen it twice on stage and I've seen the movie. I, I don't know why. I, it's like, I want to like it maybe because I love Lin-Manuel Miranda, but I just, I don't love it. So I'm voting for Town on this one. Town picks up its first vote. Next pick is going to Leah. I don't even care anymore. I'm still going to read my script though. <laughs> It's an old song. It's an old tale from way back when. Um, but I think Stephen swayed me last time with his passionate plea for Town. I don't think I'd given it its due before. Um, I do think In the Heights is an important story to tell, and I'm glad it exists. But Stephen was right. If there's a show I would want to see again out of these two, I would pick Town over In the Heights. Town has a second vote. Stephen, do we have a sweep? Okay, look. I'm not an idiot. I can see the words on the wall. I know 80s Town probably is not going all the way. It would be a tragedy when it finally loses out. But you know what? 80s Town taught me that if a tragedy is what the story you're going to tell, you need to tell it anyway, because that's how we get better. That helps us see the world as it should be. And the world as it should be is one where 80s Town wins this bracket. For now, I'm going to be content just moving it on to the Sweet 16. And to the Sweet 16 it goes, our last matchup of the evening. The 10 seed, the upstart Billy Elliot, taking on the 2 seed Book of Mormon. Leah, you are kicking us off. I believe that I enjoy Book of Mormon slightly more than Billy Elliot. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed them both when I saw them each. Um, I've only seen them each once. Um, But really it comes down to the songs and the Book of Mormon songs just stick with me more than Electricity and Merry Christmas, Maggie Thatcher, which are the only two songs I remember from Billy Elliot. Um, so, yeah, so my vote's going to be for Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon has a first vote. Next vote goes to Stephen. Yeah, this is an easy one for me. Book of Mormon all the way. Uh, it is just a much catchier, much, much catchier soundtrack. Uh, so I will never probably listen to Billy Elliot in the car. Book of Mormon, I will. Now, there you go. Nikki, take us home. Do we have a sweep for Book of Mormon? Yeah, 
guess. I mean, I saw Billy Elliot, and I and I really did like it. But I mean, if I'm thinking of the two, like I don't, I don't remember distinctly things about Billy Elliot, but I remember like everything from Book of Mormon. It's just just a lot more memorable, more fun. Um, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon has swept its way into the round of 16. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Just to recap, your sweet 16 for this portion of the bracket will include the number one seed, Wicked, taking on the number four seed of Rent. You'll then have the 11 seed of Assassins up against the two seed of The Producers. The one seed of Hamilton taking on Dear Evan Hansen, the four seed, and then Hades Town, the sixth seed, against the two seed Book of Mormon. You don't want to miss that, and that's all coming next week. We are going to do the entire Sweet 16 in one recording right here on the Boozy Bracketology podcast. We are going to eventually, in the next couple of weeks, crown a champion for the best musical of all time. Do not miss it. For the Boozy Bracketology Podcast, I have been Chris. I'm Nikki. Leah. I've been Steven. We will see you next week with the Sweet 16. Until then, have a good one.